The Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them up to the Lord. Where the dawn of the east meets the twilight of the west and the cool of the north touches the calm of the south and the transcendent power of God touches earth in the humility of Christ. Here and now where the head of the Charles reaches out to the heart of, of the country we gather for ordered worship. The liturgy, music, and homily, the word and table this day are offered for our gathered congregation here in Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and your material support, your written and emailed responses, your decisions about forms of service and leadership in our midst, and as the spirit moves come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. Today we consider again together as an extended family the gifts of the Marsh Spirit. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
we pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray and to give more than we either desire or deserve. Pour upon us the abundance of your mercy, forgiving us those things of which our conscience is afraid, and giving us those good things for which we are not worthy to ask, except through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A lesson from St. Paul's Epistle to the Philippians, chapter 3, verses 4 through 14. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews. As to the law, a Pharisee. As to zeal, a persecutor of the church. As to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this, or have already reached the goal. But I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Please join me in saying responsibly verses from Psalm 19 with the antiphon. Heavens are telling the glory of God, and the firmament proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard. Yet their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In the heavens he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom for his wedding canopy, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. stand as we are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew chapters 21 verses 33 through 46. Glory to you, O Lord. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves, 
more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir, come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give them the produce at harvest time. But Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures, The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. 
the marsh spirit which you offer every Sunday, every Lord's Day at 11 a.m. to those present and those listening, is, as we mentioned a month ago, a spirit of inquiry. It is also, as we mentioned today, a spirit of music. The first Sundays of each month through this year, we shall consider together the Marsh Spirit. You may think of it as a year-long sermon today, part two. We are, as a neighborhood, enjoying the conviviality and the consanguinity of a great walk. 40,000 women and men along the esplanade with the American Cancer Society fighting against breast cancer as they do for the 20 second year. We commend them, those who have visited our building earlier, and those who may stop by along the way for worship in, in this hour or next year as they come our way. We're grateful for their work and their partnership in the gospel, the koinonia to evangeliu, the partnership of the gospel. Your gifts, Marsh Chapel, to God and neighbor Include the gift of music, in praise and in passion, and in personality. With Max Miller and with Earl Marlott and with Susanna Wesley. We sang moments ago one of the two hymns noticed in our venerable Methodist hymnal, uh, written by the former director and, of music and organist at Marsh Chapel, Max Miller, whose life we commemorated, you will remember, just a year ago in September of 2013. Max Miller's gift of music, that combination of the classical tradition embedded here, right along the chancel, and certainly embodied in our choir and our organist and our choir director, are part of your gift of praise. His Hymns of praise are adorn and beautify our hymnal and are used across the country and around the world. We're grateful for his presence by memory. When you come into Marsh Chapel, as those listening may do so now in the mind's eye, you are greeted. The Gothic height of Marsh Chapel greets you. A Gothic structure like ours is built to lift the spirit. The Indiana limestone by which it is built, solid to last a thousand years, is meant to provide a recollection of what is lasting and meaningful. The conic stained glass, the finest stained glass here, elsewhere, in which are embedded first personalities, which take the higher rank and the larger space, and second, places. First person, then place. First human, then location. First uh, location, then vocation. So you are greeted. The warmth and the community of Marsh Chapel and its congregation greets you at present or from afar. There are echoes here. If you listen, they'll nudge you. Do all the good you can. A heart in the city, a service in the city. Learning, virtue, piety. Search for common ground. 
that one day we will judge not by the color of skin, but by the content of character and sing with the old spiritual, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. The gift of Marsh Spirit in praise, sung in the hymns of Max Miller and others like, that, like those, are part of your offering week by week to those near and far. So you will sing with the psalmist, with, da with King David, if you will. The heavens are telling the glory of God and the firmament proclaims God's handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech. Night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech, no art, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard. Yet their voice goes out through all the world and their words to the end of the earth. These are the hymns of faith for the people of faith sung in the very praise of God. I have nothing better to do on Sunday morning than to be present for worship here or elsewhere in the sanctuary or another to remember what is lasting and true and meaningful. This World Communion Sunday, Reverend Brittany Lungsdorf will celebrate here some of us in 1983 gathered in Vancouver. We arrived a little bit late and there on the seacoast was a great tent. The World Council of Churches gathering hundreds together and singing in Christ there is no east or west, in him no south or north. Let your gift, your offering to neighbor and God be in a musical form one of praise. Your musical gift is also one of passion. You have a passion for compassion. So Earl Marlott, the dean of the School of Theology, in the 1930s, we sang two verses of his hymn a moment ago, and we will conclude with the other two in just a few more minutes. Wrote hymns that were sung, including this one, near and far. They were hymns that provided a focus on the real need of the human being. Now, we together here largely have already been served seven or more helpings of faith. We are, most of us, not new to the language, grammar, syntax, and spelling of faith. But the hymns of Earl Marlott, who said of the school curriculum then in 1934, it is, I quote him exactly, a sermon-centered curriculum wherein biblical and historical and systematic and practical theology were focused on the sharing, the passion for compassion, sharing of the gospel for those who haven't yet had their first helping in the home in which you were raised. The rhythm was that you waited to serve seconds until all had been given one helping. But though you have a favorite hymn, and though you have a favorite psalm, and though you have a favorite verse, and though you can recite the Lord's Prayer, there are many who lack one, two, three, and four, who haven't had the first helping in faith. We have graduate students in the School of Theology who at some point may be fortunate enough to leave the academic work behind for a minute and travel into the far reaches of the North Country in New England and New York and there be impressed not by intelligence but by wisdom and there find the capacity with others to share for 
a first helping. We encourage those who are ready and willing. There are churches up to the north and off to the west who are waiting to see your smile, hear your voice, receive your blessing, take your hand, and it will be more of a blessing to you even than it is to them. It's in that sense of passion that we have to hear today's gospel. This gospel about the centrality and the breadth of God's love in Christ also carries particularly in dark Matthew, did you hear it, a hue, a tinge of vengeance. Here Matthew has added the words wretched and, and miserable. It's late in the first century and the reign of Domitian is taking its toll. While we'll save other sermons upon Matthew 21 for another day, we might at least recognize together, listening to this budding anti-Semitism in Matthew 21, that while we may and rightly challenge the vengeance present in other religious traditions, it's embedded in ours as well, right here heard earlier. That is, religion is not a good thing. That is, religion is not always or readily or simply for its own virtue of being religious a good thing. Religion, here is the human Christian Protestant Methodist in you coming forward, is full of pride, sloth, falsehood, hypocrisy, idolatry, superstition. And until a good long shower has been taken, and all of that pseudo-religiosity is washed away, we're left sometimes not just in other religious traditions, but in our own with that haunting of a desire, Matthew 21, for vengeance. It needs to be taken out root and branch. Along the dusty roads of the North Country, our graduate students, when they accept the call to go, degrees finished, we'll find a chance to be uh, taught and warmed. 30 years ago and more, we served two little churches along the Canadian border. We didn't know how on that limited salary we would make it through the year, but Thanksgiving came, and in the first church we entered, and there in the office was a room full of food. And in the next church we went, and there in the narthex was a room full of food. And then on Christmas Eve, Davis and Charlie Aubrey took half the day and traveled from farm to farm to farm and conversed. And I think from the looks and the temper they arrived at Christmas Eve service with, they enjoyed some other refreshment as well. But they made a collection upon which the minister and his family were able to live through all of the winter. That is, they knew how to serve in a passion with compassion. In July of 1982, having visited for a year a son and his father, the father, a veteran who had lost both legs and had diabetes, and he died that summer, father and son, George and Kirk Marlowe, were really all each other had. They lived right on the border in Trout River. There's a crossing there. They lived in a double-wide trailer. And when we prepared for the funeral, I mentioned to George that I'd be glad to bring the church organist, and he said, well, that's fine, uh, you could do that, but I, I'll bring some music too. And in a little country church with a small congregation with a casket present and a sense of loss, love facing loss, dignity facing death, 
honesty facing hurt, grace facing grief. There he stood and strummed and sang. Are ye able when the shadows close around you with the sod to believe that spirit triumphs, to commend your soul to God? Where did Kirk Marlowe Learn that hymn by Earl Marlott, of whom he had never heard, written at Boston University, of which he had never heard, given through a youth group or a confirmation class or some gathering that a minister had gone to and, and gathered so that somebody could have a first serving of faith. Marlott's gift is yours in spirit, Marsh Chapel, the gift of a passion for compassion. Yours also is that of Susanna Wesley. She's not in the windows here. She should be. She was the mother of both John and Charles. She bore 20 children, 17 of whom survived. That alone should place her in one of these great conic windows. She knew how to love. Are we lovers anymore? We're going to come in a moment to the table of the Lord's Supper, the cruciform character of divine love? Are we lovers anymore? For Susanna Wesley, it was not just praise and passion. It was a sense of the person, of the personality. This is what Paul now converted, circumcised on the eighth day of the tribe of Benjamin, as to the law of Pharisee, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as to righteousness, blameless, but I count it all as skubalon, the Greek for rubbish, for the surpassing worth of knowing my Savior, Christ Jesus, my Lord. So, forgetting what lies behind and pressing forward to what lies ahead, I press on for the prize of the call, of the, of the, of the goal of the upward call in Christ Jesus, my Lord. That's personality that changes life. My friend, you may be the only gospel that someone hears, the only gospel that someone sees, the only gospel that someone reads. Just how well are we, am I, do we together bear witness to the God of love? How have we done this past week? How will you do this coming week. You know, marriage is not the only form of friendship. There are various and good and rich forms of friendship, but marriage has its own kinds of marital benedictions that can be spread across to other forms as well, and they're very simple words. You know them. You speak them morning to night. Good morning. Good morning. Sleep well? I did. Have a good one. You too. Be careful. I will. I don't understand. Let me say it differently. I'm sorry. Not to worry. I apologize. No problem. Please forgive me. I do forgive you. How much did you say it cost? I don't remember. 
Do you agree? Not really. Could we talk about it? We could talk about it. Do you? I do. Will you? I will. Do you promise? I do promise. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. You're welk. I love you. I love you. Good night. Good night. The words of the communion liturgy are every bit as simple, solemn and regular and memorized and known. Ye that do truly and earnestly repent of your sin and our love and charity with your neighbor and intend to lead a new life following the commandments of God, come forward and receive this sacrament to your comfort. What a treasure the marsh spirit. What a precious gift, the marsh spirit. Music, praise, passion, and personality. Amen.
Please be seated. We welcome here to the nave of Marsh Chapel on this beautiful fall Sunday morning. You are welcome here, whether in person or listening on the radio, whether a student or a retired person, whether gay or straight, seeking or doubting, single or here as a family, poet or economist, or from whatever walk of life you travel through each day of the week, you are welcome. On that note, we'd like to get to know you better and hope you can get to know one another better by putting your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew. Today is Communion Sunday and we'll offer healing prayer stations and you can find those under the first windows on the pulpit side of the nave. And as always on Communion Sunday, we offer a potluck downstairs following the service. We hope you can join us for that time of fellowship. This year, we're offering a Thanksgiving homestay program for our international students. Host families are needed. For more information, please contact our chaplain for international students, Brittany Longsdorf. And for all other upcoming services and activities, we encourage you to keep an eye on the Marsh Chapel website, bu.edu chapel, where you may also find the opportunity for online giving. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
loving God, bless these offerings that they might go towards the spreading of your love and spirit throughout the world in sustainable acts of kindness and generosity. Amen. This table is open to all who seek Jesus Christ. Come to this sacred table, not because you must, but because you may. Come not because you are fulfilled, but because in your emptiness, you stand in need of God's mercy and assurance. Come to this table then, sisters and brothers, just as you are. Partake and share. It is spread for you and me that we might again know that God has come to us, shared our common lot, and invited us to join the people of God's covenant. Please join me in confession. Divine Creator, you are always present. Forgive us for not reflecting your faithfulness. Sacred Sustainer, you are always self-giving. Forgive us for living for ourselves. Holy Spirit, you always lead us forward. Forgive us for holding back. Friends, hear the good news. There is more love in God than there is sin in us. May God, all-merciful, forgive us all of our sins and keep us walking in truth and love. Thanks be to God. The peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. Let us share signs of peace with one another. The Lord be with you. And also Lift up your hearts. Lift up the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and a great joy to give you thanks and praise, O God, beloved creator and sustainer of the universe. On this World Communion Sunday, let us remember that you bring forth bread from the earth and created the fruit of the vine. You made us join in your image and have loved us through the ages. You claimed us as your people and made covenant to be our God. You fed us manna in the wilderness and brought us to a land flowing with milk and honey. When we forget you and our faith tremors, you spoke through the prophets calling us to turn again into your loving arms. And so, with all of your people on earth, from every culture and nation, and with all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join in the unending hymn.
are holy, O God of peace, and blessed is Jesus, your beloved Son, whom you enlivened to deliver us from the bondage that kept us. In humility, he descended to kneel in obedience to love's commands, and we should do likewise. In our desert wanderings, you, God, sustain us. You give us strength in our weariness. You have shared the bread of life and the cup of blessing with us in all our days. And as your compassionate spirit dwells within us, we can see with new eyes of the heart. When the time arrived for Jesus to be lifted up, when all had been prepared and he shared his last meal with his friends, Christ took the loaf, blessed it, broke it, and shared it with his friends, saying, Then you eat the bread, remember me. This is my body broken for you. When the meal was finished, Christ took the cup, blessed it, and shared it with his friends, saying, When you drink the wine, remember me. This is my blood shed for you. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of grain and grape. May we remember the one who died and the beauty of your presence in life. Renew our communion with your church throughout the world and strengthen it in every nation and among every people to witness faithfully in your name. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, so that we may become the body of Christ and share in sacred, beloved community now and forever. Amen. And now, with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses.
please join me in a prayer of thanksgiving. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. of all is 
And God is with us. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, be and abide with each one of us now and always. Amen.